From Ben Franklin Studios in Queen Creek, Arizona, it's the Radio 201 Podcast. Hello and welcome to Radio 201, the podcast from Benjamin Franklin High School. This is Angelo Fernandio, host, and this week the podcast is all about cybersecurity. Now, the cyber world and how we protect our digital lives is a kind of a complicated affair when you come to think about it. Anytime the word security is attached to another word, we tend to take it a lot more seriously. Homeland security, for example, national security, airline security, you get the idea. Now, cybersecurity is all about the good guys, or the white hats as we call them, going after the bad guys. Actually, the industry calls them bad actors. Now, to me, even that's a very odd label, actors. Right. Um, so as we kind of talk about it in the field, we have defenders, right? So defenders are those kind of fighting cyber crime. And then we have bad actors, right? Bad actors are, are the people, the groups, the organizations that are out there trying to commit, you know, different various types of cyber crime. So it's probably something that you all have seen, right? We see the news articles that, uh, a, you know, a, a brand that we like um, is closing a store or they're not able to take online orders or there's a school that's getting shut down because their computers don't work, their administration doesn't work, right? These are the effects of cybercrime, right? So we have these individuals, they're trying to profit off of malicious activities by either stealing information, locking down your services so they don't operate, then they make you pay um, so that they do operate, or they're stealing our, our personally identifiable, identifiable information. So they're stealing credit cards, they're stealing social security numbers, medical information, anything that they can really make money off of. Now that was Spencer Luke. He's a cybersecurity expert. I'll get to him in a moment. But cybersecurity is a real thing when you hear him speak. It is something that affects our lives in schools. We have aggressive filters that block inbound cyber threats, such as phishing attacks. At home, we have firewalls and antivirus software to stop those digital intruders. I'm not sure if you've heard of those cyber intruders hacking, say, a webcam in a child's bedroom, or even come across the term Zoom bombing, where someone could crash a Zoom conference call and take control of the microphone. You know, in times like this, we are really thankful that there is such a thing as cybersecurity. It's become quickly a, a college-level class. I've seen it advertised in many, many places. So for this reason or more, because we talk about safe digital practices, especially in my class, I invited Spencer Luke to talk to my students. Now, Spencer is a cybersecurity expert. He is a, a regional manager of sorts for two states. And he works for Microsoft. So when you hear him speak, you hear him talk about real threats, real issues, real uh, intelligence that goes on in the back end that we never hear about, perhaps on a day-to-day -day basis. So we've probably all seen kind of these articles, and that's what cybercrime is. When we think about, okay, what is cybercrime, you know, and what is, you know, the actual you know, sites of it. What does it actually look for an end user? Phishing emails, you know, phishing type of activities are very common. So we have an email here, right? And what do we, we see, you know, first off, 
it's always going to try and prompt you for some sort of immediate or urgent activity, right? So it's saying, hey, we're contacting you. There's been some unusual activity. Um, this is a really kind of funny one because it's a phishing campaign that is alerting us about some sort of, uh, you know, fraudulent activity on our account or it's attempting to, right? It's totally false. If I was paying really close attention, I could see that this is from Mazon, right? And not Amazon.com. And so it's trying to get me to click on something, put in my identity, um, you know, put in my information. Wi-Fi, right? So in our schools, in our colleges, in our Starbucks and campuses and airports, right? Wi-Fi can also be um, another area in which people are committing cybercrime, right? With unsecured Wi-Fi, they're putting up fake Wi-Fi stations. A new common one is, is what's called a USB drive-by, right? So I'm a bad guy. I'm going to put some sort of program on a USB thumb drive, and then I just go drop it somewhere public, like in a uh, you know, a Times Square or at an airport and someone, right, we're all curious. So I'm going to grab that. And what am I going to do? I'm going to plug it in. I plug it into my computer. I'm like, this is interesting. Wonder what could be on it. And what I don't know is it's automatically loading programs that are going to get into my laptop or my device. And it's going to try and find, find out what I do. What do I do for work? Who am I? And go and steal all that information. Right. So any questions so far? Now for someone who's work is knee deep in this tech space. Spencer has a knack of demystifying the jargon and avoiding the tech speak. Even for a technical question from a student. Um, what are the necessary steps in order to catch someone who is breaching the Microsoft company? Hmm, good question. So a big part of today's kind of modern cybersecurity, what we talk about is um, basically there's these three pillars. So the first thing we do is we only give somebody the amount of access they need to complete their task, right? So what this means is think about, think about if I was like a janitor at your school, right? And I was only in charge of cleaning a specific area, or if I'm a teacher, I only go to a specific classroom. In a good cybersecurity practice, what we ought to be doing is only give them the keys to that particular job, that particular classroom right? But oftentimes in the digital world, what we do is for people to do their jobs, we kind of just give them the keys to everything. And so that's a big risk when we're looking at how do we understand if there is a bad guy, if there is a breach going on, we need to understand who is looking at something or who has access out of the normal areas in which they normally should be, right? So that's one of the key indicators. The second one that is kind of a little bit of a common shift over the past couple years is it used to be you would take all of your assets, you take all of your stuff, you think, you know, you build like a castle, you build walls around it, and then you would assume that everything was always good inside of your organization or inside your castle. Now what we assume is we always assume there's a bad guy. We always assume somebody's in there and we're out there trying to find them, right? So we've shifted away from just assuming things are safe to we always just assume things are under attack and we're always in trouble. So that allows us to be a lot smarter when we're looking at who has access to stuff, what are they doing, um, and where are they coming from, right? So it's, it's all about understanding what are these normal activities and then judging how risky is an abnormal uh, activity from an individual. I love that response. You know, he talks about the keys, he talks about castles, he talks about access points, and it's so simple to understand. Once you know who it is, 
that is causing the uh, disruption and stuff, what is like the main thing you would do after that? Like once you know who's doing it? Yeah, yeah. So there's kind of two sides of it, right? At an organization, what you want to do is is first off, figure out everything that they might have had access to, right? So I had this bad guy, he was in my company, he was looking at my files and stuff. Well, I need to find out exactly everything that they had access to, to see what's at risk. A big part of this is, let's say I'm, you know, I'm like a Microsoft and I have a lot of customer data. I have data about everybody on Xbox. I have all of my customers and their data. So I need to understand if that end customer, you know, if they were impacted. And in some areas, I actually have the legal responsibility to report if that end customer was impacted. So first we understand kind of the impact, and then we understand, have we successfully got them out of our organization, right? So have I plugged what those holes were, and how do I defend against that in the future? So if there was a particular, um, you know, signal or tool or process that wasn't working that I can kind of stop and I can plug that up and I cannot have that problem in the future. That's what we're looking for. And the last part is, is kind of actually really tough. And this is where governments have been working better um, more recently to solve is we want to go out and prosecute, right? Or we want to find that individual and charge them criminally. The U.S. government is cracking down on international ransomware schemes. Today, Attorney General Merrick... Now, that's a clip from November 2021, and I threw that in for context. All right, so what exactly are these cyber attackers accused of doing, and how did it affect people here in the U.S.? The Justice Department says it's charged two men, one from Ukraine, another from Russia. They're connected to an organized crime group called Our Evil, and they allegedly conducted at least two huge ransomware attacks. The biggest problem has been in the past, because the cyberspace is across the world, right, we have various different, you know, organizations and countries and forces um, that need to work together in order to prosecute someone criminally for an action, right? Because if I'm in uh, Africa or China or Russia and I commit an act against a school in the United States, the United States can stop that. They can prevent it. And they say, hey, we found out it was this individual person. But now I need to go convince that government, right, to prosecute that person and to charge them criminally. And in the past, we've had a really big problem with that. But we do see a lot of the kind of current governments are working together a lot better to treat cybercrime as a global problem and not just like a United States problem or not just a, you know, individual company problem. There was a lot more that Spencer talked about and there were more questions from students. One of the last ones I'll play for you was about his personal experience. Uh, have you ever been hacked? Yeah. I have. Yeah, that that's part of my reason uh, why I joined cybersecurity as an industry. So I was at a company where I was working, right? About So there's a personal years. angle as to why he got into cybersecurity and maybe it's a cue to us that uh, there should be a personal stake or a personal angle as to why we should be eternally vigilant and being mini cybersecurity experts ourselves whenever we can do it. So on that note, I'd like to end this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a pleasure uh, hosting Spencer Luke and, of course, having all my students uh, be so engaged in a podcast like this or in a, in, a, in a session like this. Thanks again. 
Hope to see you next time. This is Angela Fernando signing off. Thank you for listening to Radio 201. You can find more of these podcasts on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
Thank you for listening to Radio 201. You can find more of these podcasts on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.